Stephanie felt the presence of the Lord already here this morning. Hallelujah. Praise the Lord. Let's give the band and all the singers. Didn't they do a good job this morning? Praise the Lord. Thank God. Praise the Lord. Hallelujah. Can you look at your neighbor and say amen? Amen. I just got a... <clears throat> As my sister walked by me, she has, her birthday is today. Yeah. She is the, she is the oldest of Daryl and I, so yeah, let's give her a hand for being the oldest. Amen. Yeah. Amen. Marta says she's the best. I don't, I don't know if I agree with her, but anyway, praise the Lord. Continually pray for her hand, her hand is, I know she'll get all over me, but it starts to, she starts playing, it numbs all up, all the way up to her wrist, and, and gets black and blue, and so let's continually pray for her hand, and continually pray for Josh, he's not been playing the last four or five weeks, he got hurt at work, and, and um, so the enemy just, and, and just like your family, just like your family, he's trying to do everything he can, stop our families. Doesn't matter what way we look, to the look right, to the left, the enemy's trying to do everything he can. But how many of you know that God is still on the throne? Amen. He's the same yesterday, today, and forever. I was thinking about, I was thinking about Hunter the other day, uh, Sister Colleen. You know, the enemy, but God's still on the throne. That boy, God's going to do things in his life. I don't care. We, we, we can't sit back and, and just think, well, it's just going to be that way. It's not going to be that way. We're, we got the favor of God on our life, joint heirs with Jesus Christ, and we can believe by faith that God's going to take our kids and our grandkids and do great and mighty things in their life. How, how many of you believe that? Come on, how many of you believe that? That God can turn it around because of the sake that we're a child of the King, joint heirs with Jesus Christ. I got a short little message that I want to talk about just for a few minutes. I really enjoyed uh, Preaching on the on the Psalms chapter ninety one, those that dwell in the secret place of the of the of the Most High shall dwell under the shadow of the Almighty. How many of you feel like you're under the shadow of the Almighty this morning? Praise the Lord. Well, I want to I want to speak just for a few minutes this morning on soaked in God's favor. Soaked in God's favor. If you are a child of the King. And you're joint heirs with Jesus Christ. You're entitled. You're in, say, I'm entitled. I'm entitled to the favor of God on my life. I'm entitled to the favor of God on my life. And I'm not entitled to the favor of God on my life for who I am. I'm not entitled to the favor of God on my life uh, because of something I did. I'm not entitled to the favor of God on my life because of my own righteousness, because God said my own righteousness is as this filthy rag. So I'm not entitled to the favor of God because of, my because of my righteousness. And that goes for all of us. We're entitled to the favor of God because of who God is and because who Jesus is and because the Father said that we can have favor in our life. And so that means that all of us, can walk in the favor of God. All of us are joint heirs with Jesus Christ, if you're a born-again Christian this morning. And I want to talk just for a few minutes in being walking in the favor of God. How many of you want to walk 
in the favor of God. There's people today that are born-again Christians, and they love God, and they're reading their Bible, and they're praying, and they're going to church, and they're going to heaven. But I don't see them walking in the favor of God. And it's the more I studied this and the more I got into this, the more I realized that I am not walking in the favor of God like I want to walk in the favor of God. So we're going to talk about the divine favor of God. The divine favor of God. Psalms chapter 5 and verse uh, 12 says, For you, O Jehovah, will bless the righteous. How many of you are righteous just because you're through Christ Jesus? Amen. For you, O Jehovah, will bless the righteous with favor. You will surround him with a shield. It is seen clearly that God is willing to bless the righteous with his favor and secure and protect them against all opposition Opposition and and a favor moves of men that may come against their life. We can see this kind of favor operating in the life of Daniel. He and all the Israelites were in the prison of Babylon. But the Bible says in Daniel 1.9, Now God had caused the official to show favor and compassion to Daniel. God had caused someone else... To show favor to Daniel. I believe that you can walk in such favor of God. That God causes other people. He causes other people to favor you over others. Oh, come on church. The Bible says that Daniel was showed favor and compassion. As we study the book of Daniel, you see God all over accounts elevating him to high positions in the Babylonian kingdom. Even though circumstances were stacked against him, Daniel eventually became the prime minister of Babylon. That's the favor of God. That's the hand of God. That's the touch of God. And that's the power of God. And that's what I want to talk about this morning. That you and I can have favor with God. We can walk in such favor and such power and such grace with God. I've been praying the last two or three months. God, pour your favor down on me. Pour your favor on me when I'm at the gas station. Pour your favor on me when I'm in Stanton, when I'm in the little town of Churchville, when I go to Harrisonburg, when I'm with the family, when I'm with the church, wherever I'm at, God, I am asking for your favor to fall upon me, for not for who I am, but for who you are, God. Praise the Lord. So that favor, what is favor? It is the description, if you take a note, of the divine favor uh, of God. What is the favor of God? I want to give you uh, the first example is, it's when a man or woman is chosen for a position that he is not naturally qualified for, especially among others that are far more qualified than him. God taps that person on the shoulder. For, his, for instance, it was Esther that was selected among several other beautiful ladies that were qualified to be king. Esther was not the only fox in the crowd. She was not the only beautiful woman in the crowd. 
She's the, wasn't the only one because the Bible says in Esther 2 uh, verse 15 says, the king of the eunuch, the, the eunuch who was in charge of the women, and Esther found favor in the eyes of all who saw her. Esther found favor in the eyes of all who saw her. So Esther was taken to the king to his royal palace in the tenth month, which is the seventh year of the reign. Out of, all, out of all the most beautiful women, out of all the most wise women, out of all the most great women, God tapped Esther on the shoulder and says, You're next, Esther. And I come to testify to you this morning that God with his unmerited favor tapped you on the shoulder and when you gave your heart and life to the Lord by grace you're saved through faith. Now God wants to elevate you to the next level and he wants to tap you on the shoulder by faith with favor and take you to places that you've never dreamed that you've never thought and you have never imagined. Can you say amen? God tapped Esther on the shoulder and says, You're next. You're next to shine. You're next to set in the seat. You're next to ride the train. Esther, I'm going to favor with you with so much that you're going to set right beside of the king with favor. And God favored Esther. Esther, and the Bible says in Esther 4, 14, and he knows but that you have come to the royal position for such a time as this. God has got some people he wants to fill some positions with, with favor for such a time as this. We're living in the last days. We're living upon the coming of the Lord. We're living upon the time that Jesus is about to return to earth again and take his children home. How many of you believe that? How many of you think I'm just saying that to be saying it? How many of you can sense in your spirit Jesus is about to come back? And how many of you know he's got more of the harvest field he wants to harvest, Brother Jerry? And God told me to come to the pulpit and say, God has got some people he wants to fill those positions with and favor them for such a time as this. And how many of you want to be one that God favors? That God blesses you when you go in. And God blesses you when you go out. And God blesses you when you get up. And God blesses you when you go to bed. You are just favored by God, Sister Nancy. Some of you here under the sound of my voice this morning, you think, I'm not this. I haven't read my Bible enough. I haven't prayed enough. I've, I've sinned. I've did this. I've fallen short of the glory of God and this, this, and this. And we put all, of those, put all of those things in our little basket and we carry it around while God can't favor us. But I come to tell you this morning under the anointing of the Lord, God wants to favor every one of us. God wants to touch every one of us. For you, O Jehovah, will bless the righteous. Let's say that together. Will bless the righteous with favor. You will surround him with a shield. What is the favor of God? It's when a man or woman is chosen for a position that they are not qualified, especially among others that are better qualified. 
Look at Samuel verse 16. I love this little story. Samuel verse 16 says, And Samuel asked Jesse, Are these all the sons you have? There is still the youngest, Jesse answered. He is tending the sheep. But you know, his name is David. He's a nobody. He is a, he's a nobody. He's a young man out in the field, and he's a nobody. We've kind of put him out there in the field by himself where no one else can really see him and notice him, and he's kind of a nobody. Did somebody hear that this morning, that he's out there in the field where nobody sees him, and you think you're not being noticed because you don't put a label of identity on your own self and God doesn't see you. But I come to tell you this morning, God sees you right where you're at. God has your address and God knows your name. And David is on the back side of the hill, Sister Tina. Nobody noticing him. Tending the sheep. Doing what his father had asked him to do. Without complaining and fussing. And Samuel said, is there anyone else? And he said, yes. Bring David, the one that's caring for my sheep. Samuel said, send for him. Now look at this. Send for him. We will not sit down until he arrives. David is out on the hillside in sheep dung. And before he even gets to the house, God has already made him king. The Lord showed me that they had to stand up for little David to walk in the house before he was ever anointed. They had David walked in the house with everyone standing up, Samuel said, we will not stand up until David walks in the house. God had placed his favor on little Daniel's life when he was out on the hillside watching the sheep where nobody seen him. Daniel, excuse Daniel, David, David, I get the right guy here. David was out on the hillside watching the sheep, and God anointed him with favor. And the Bible says, Then the Lord said, Arise and anoint him. This is the one. So Samuel took the horn of oil and anointed him in the presence of his brothers. And from that day forward, say with me, from that day forward. Oh, this is good. From that day forward, the Spirit of the Lord came upon David mightily and powerfully. David was chosen for his position. And then the Lord said to Samuel, Arise and anoint him. This is the one. He may not look like the one. He may not smell like the one. He might not be educated like the one. He might not have the charisma as the one. But David 
You are the one. David, I'm about to anoint you as the one. David, I'm about to rise and bring you up to the next level as the one. But David, I'm about to take you out of the field and place you in a palace. David, I'm about to anoint you to be the greatest warrior of all times. But David, I'm about to make you the worshiper of all times. David, I'm about to send angel to encamp all around you. And David, I'm about to place you with the anointing on you for the rest of your life. That is the favor of God. That's the powerful favor of God. How many of you want the favor of God on your life? Psalm chapter 25 verse 5 says, You God, you God, say with me, you God, have anointed my head. And with oil my cup overflows. Lord, you just handed down a double portion on David's life. The second example is that the favor of God is on your life. It's when a man seeks the faith of God in prayer and has his request granted. And a very good example of that is on the account of Jabez in 1 Chronicles chapter 4. Now, Jabez was more honorable than his brothers. His mother, his mother had named him Jabez, saying, I have given birth to him in pain. Have you had a lot of pain in your life? Were you born in pain? Were you born in a troubled home? Were you born and raised up in things that brought you pain all the time? Are you in pain now? Are you looking at a circumstance in your life right now you don't understand? You're looking at a circumstance in your life that's bringing nothing but pain in your life? I got some good news. I come to tell you, I got some good news. I'm on a mission this morning. I come to tell you, I got some good news. God wants to drop the favor of his power and his presence in your life. You're no different than Jabez. I'm no different than Jabez. Actually, that was under the old covenant. I am under the new covenant. I am under the new, listen, I am under the new covenant with Jesus Christ. Look at Look what happened when Jabez fell to his knees and prayed. Jabez cried out to the God of Israel. Church, this is some real stuff here. This just ain't just a little, this a little Bible story. Come on. This is some real stuff here. This is not just a little Bible story. Listen to what he says. Jabez cried out to the God of Israel. You and I serve the same God. Come on. You and I serve the same God. And he cried out to the God of Israel. Oh, that you would bless me and enlarge my territory. Let your hand be with me and keep me from harm. So that I'll be free from pain. And listen to the last verse. And God granted him his reward. Quest. And God gave him favor. God answered his prayer abundantly. And God touched his prayers far more than anything he could imagine. How many are asking God for some big things? How many are praying some big, bold prayers? How many are hearing the Lord say, I'm about to do a new thing that my favor is wrapped all around you. Lord, drop your favor on me. How many of you have been here the last couple of weeks and I've been talking about the secret place? 
for the Most High. You should dwell in the shadow of the Almighty. If you're not in the secret place, you're not spending time in the secret place, then favor can't flow out of the secret place because that's where the favor comes. And I believe God can tap each one of us on the shoulder and we can do things more than we ever dreamed, we ever thought, and we ever imagined. And the reason we don't believe that sometimes, that we have, we have an identity problem of who we are. And I'm coming to tell you again. I'm going to repeat this. You said the pastor repeated himself. I am repeating myself. Listen, you are joint heirs with Jesus Christ. You're special. You're a child of the king. Come, come on. You're a child of the king. There's no preacher going to be able to walk up to Jesus Christ at the end of uh, when, when we're called to the marriage supper of the Lamb and before the throne and come up like we're somebody special. We're all going to walk up to the King of Kings the same way. We're all His children. Every one of us. So if every one of us are His kids, then the favor can drop on every one of us. It's the favor of God. When you go to work, then they tap you on the shoulder and give you a raise and maybe don't give anybody else a raise. It's the favor of God when He taps you on the shoulder and He heals your body. God said, I want to overflow you with favor. The second example that I got is when a man seeks the face of God, I said that in prayer, that he, God, wants to bless him. Look what God does for Hezekiah. In those days, Hezekiah became ill, was at the point of death. The prophet Isaiah, the son of Amos, went to him and said, This is what the Lord says. Put your house in order because you're going to die and you will not recover. I'm talking about the favor of God. Listen to this. Hezekiah turned his face to the wall and he prayed. How many of you praying? You got something you got something you're praying about? Just a few of you. How many, how many of you got something you're praying about? Come on. You're praying about. The Bible says that Hezekiah turned his face to the wall. And he sought God and he prayed. He just got a death warrant. You're going to die. Get your house in order because you're out of here, buddy. Bubba, you're gone. Hezekiah, you're dying. We're going to bury you. You're going to put in the ground. And the Bible said he turned his face to the wall. This is a favor of God in his prayer life. Hezekiah turned his face to the wall and the Bible says... And he prayed to the Lord. And this is what he said. Lord, remember how I've walked with you before faithfully and with a wholehearted devotion and done what I should in your eyes. And Hezekiah weep bitterly. And verse 4 says, Before Isaiah had left the middle court, the word of the Lord came to him. Isaiah had not got out of the building yet. And God spoke to Isaiah, and he says, Turn around and go tell Hezekiah that I have heard your prayers 
and I have seen your tears, and I have added 15 years to your life. Hezekiah turned and prayed. God tapped him on the shoulder and said, I'm adding 15 years to your life. That's the favor of God. That's the favor of God. 1 Samuel chapter 1, verse 9, Hannah's prayer for a son. Once after a sacrifice meal, Hannah got up and went to, say with me, went to pray. Church, we got to pray. We, we got to pray. We got to pray. Once after a sacrifice meal, Hannah got up and went to pray, and Eli the priest was sitting at the customary place beside the entrance of the tabernacle. And Hannah was in deep anguish, crying bitterly as she prayed to the Lord. And she made this vow, O Lord of heaven armies, if you'll look upon my sorrow and answer my prayer and give me a son, then I will give him back to you. And verse 17 says, Eli said, Go in peace. May the God of heaven grant you your request. And Hannah had a son. I come to tell you, God is going to answer your prayers. God is going to answer your prayers. You keep praying, and you keep seeking God, and you keep going to the secret place, and you keep praying for your children, and you keep praying for your family, and you keep praying for your finances, and you keep believing, and you keep believing God can do great things for your children, and you keep believing God can do great things for your grandkids, and you keep believing God's got a dream for your life, and you keep believing God can do mighty things in your life, and you keep praying, and you keep crying, and you keep seeking God, and I believe God is going to tap you on the shoulder and say, Say, now is your time. Lord, I'm going to preach myself happy while you go to sleep. The third thing is, is when a man has taken little effort that leads to great achievement. The man does little and God makes it big. Peter told all through the night with great failure. But at the word of the Lord, he had great success in just moments. God can take something that you've been working at, slavering over, and hammering at. And with just one touch of favor, it can happen in moments. God can turn that big thing around with one touch of his favor. Just one touch of the master's favor in the hand of God. Listen, the blind can see. The cripple could walk. The lion's mouth was shut. The prison doors were open. Cancer was healed. Marriage was put back together. Families were restored with just one touch of the master's favor. Let I read that again. The blind could see. The cripple could walk. The lion's mouth was shut. Prison doors were open. Cancer's healed. Marriages are put back to fa together. Families are restored just by one touch of the master's hand of favor on your life. And how many of you believe that God wants to do it in your life? Look at Pentecost. What happened at the, chur at the church in the book of Acts? Look when favor fell in the upper room. And I'm still believing it for your life and for my life. How many of you believe that we're going to have an upper room experience? Come on, come on, church. 
How many of you believe that we're going to have an upper room experience at this church? God says, I want to favor Calvary Assembly of God Church. And when God touched them in the upper room, those 120, they were no better than the rest that was, le- that was behind. They were the ones that God chose to go to that upper room. And they got together, here's the word again, and they prayed. And they prayed, and they prayed. And the Bible says they prayed to a rushing mighty wind came on the day of Pentecost. And the Bible says the tongues fell on each of them. Oh, hallelujah. You got to pray to the power falls. You got to pray to the fire falls. You got to pray until the fire falls and the power falls. And the Bible says, look what happened. I'm closing with this. Your dinner's not going to get cold, okay? Look what happened, Brother Dale, on the day of Pentecost. They got together and they prayed. And the Bible says that Peter left out of there. And he got up to preach. Now, Peter wasn't no special speaker. Moses was a leader and God tapped him. And he stuttered. He wasn't anything special. God is going to use, listen, thank you, Holy Spirit. God is going to use ordinary people in the last days. They're just the ordinary people. God is going to use those ordinary people in the last days to bring the move of God that he wants to bring in the nation of America. He's going to use ordinary people, the ones that are at home, the moms that are home, the grandmothers that are at home, the the man that's working his regular job. God is going to fill those people, Brother Jerry, with the Holy Ghost in the last days. And it don't take but one touch of his favor for you to get up. And the Bible says Peter got up. Now we're talking about cussing Peter, blaspheming Peter. We're talking about crazy Peter. Talking about Peter that, that, that loves to use a sword and a knife and cuts the soldier's ear off. We're talking about Peter that don't got him really a lot of sense. We can talk about wild Peter, a very temperamental. Now, I mean crazy temperamental. And God says, on the day of Pentecost, Peter, you get in that upper room and you don't get off of your face until the power falls, until the anointing falls, until the fire falls. And Peter stayed on his face until the Holy Ghost hit that room. And look at, the, here's the point, look at the results that Peter got with this one sermon. Just one sermon through the Holy Ghost, Brother Dale, just one sermon. Just one sermon through the Holy Spirit. The Bible says he got up and preached, and 3,000 come to know the Lord Jesus Christ as their Savior. That is the favor of God on one man. What can God do in your life? Just ordinary Joe, ordinary Bill, ordinary Sally. If you'll get in your prayer closet and you'll pray until the fire falls, God's going to bring you up out of there and tap you on the shoulder. He said, I'm going to give you favor. And when you walk in the store, you're going to have favor. How many of you believe this stuff? I mean, come on, how many? This stuff works, church. This this stuff works. You're going to walk in the store and you're going to have favor. 
You're going to be in town, and you're going to have favor. You're going to be on your job, and you're going to have favor. Whatever you do, God says, I want to tap you on the shoulder, and I want to give you favor. Let me close with this. How many of you believe that you are a joint heir with Jesus Christ? Come on, you're part of the king kingdom, okay? The devil always, again, tries to steal our identity in Christ, and if he can then the favor of God doesn't walk with us because we don't believe that we're child of the king. Right after my dad passed away, uh, I had to have, it wasn't, it wasn't probably a week, I had to have a, a piece for my, had, to piece, had a piece of uh, something for my car. I, I can't remember what it was. I'm so mechanically inclined or however you say it. And so not. So I had to have a piece for my car, and I went down to the uh, Fisher Auto Parts in Churchville. I'll never forget this. And I got ready to pay him, and I thought, well, I don't have any cash in my pocket. My dad's done, My dad passed away. He had an account there because he was a mechanic, and, and I didn't have an account there at all. My dad's already passed away. And the man said to me, he looked across the counter to me, and he said, I knew your dad very well. He said, I know he's passed away, but he said, you put this on his account. I'll run it through the computer. He's already passed away. You come back sometime and pay me for it. And I thought, what, is this guy crazy? He said, I'm going to let you put it on your account because I know your dad. My dad's dead and gone. The Lord taught me a lesson through that. You don't get what you get for who you are. Mm. Oh my God, I'm gonna run around here. You don't get, you don't get what you get for who you are, Brother George. You get what you get because you're a child of the king. Because of who my father is. I get it because he's my father. Jesus Christ died on the cross for me and he's back in heaven, but I get what I get because I am joint heirs with Jesus Christ and he favors me just because I'm his child. Let's stand. Praise the Lord. I thought about this week, and I thought about that this week, and I said, devil, have that. My dad was dead and gone, and the guy said, just put it on his account, because I know who he is. God knows who you are. Hallelujah. I don't care what you've been through. You listen to this, Pastor. He sent me to this pulpit with a divine message. He knows who you are. And He knows what you've been through. And He knows what valleys you've been through. He knows what you're going through right now. And I come to tell you to lift you up this morning. That if you're a born again Christian, you're a child of the King. You are a child of the King. And he wants to tap you on the shoulder with favor on your life. And I believe things are going to start happening in your life you never dreamed, you never thought, and you never imagined. I don't care who you are. I'm believing the favor is about to fall on your life. Let me, let me leave you with this because we're going to pray and I'm going to let you go eat, okay? Some of you look like you're starving to death. 
Some of you look like you don't need a meal. I'm <clears throat> just kidding. You got to get this stuff off of you because you got to prepare yourself for favor. You got to prepare yourself for favor. I want you to realize who you are in Christ. Let all of that stuff that's behind you stay behind you. Because if you don't, the favor of God is not going to drop on your life. So let me just teach for a second, church. Listen, you are special in God's eyes. And if you don't realize that you're a son and daughter of the kingdom, God wanted me to tell you, you let it all go behind you. All your past is behind you. God said, I want to tap you on the shoulder and I want to favor you. God. That means, Brother George, I leave out of here with all pressure off of my shoulder. Because I've had to live this certain type of life. Because says, just because you're joint heirs with Jesus Christ. Amen. How many of you feel better this morning? How many of you still doubt? I just feel a few of you here just still doubt. Pastor, I, I just, I don't know, not me. Not me. I feel I just feel in my spirit that if some still here say that you're doubting, God can't do it in my life. Nah, 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 not me. Maybe, maybe the preacher, maybe the worship leader, maybe Sister Tina or this one over here, or Sister Christian, or one of them. Or one of them, but not me. God told me to tell you, honey. It's for all of you. It's for all of us. It's for all of us. I've messed up God. I don't know why you're doing this. I want to close, but he won't let me close. It's for all of us, Sister Betty. We all have sinned and come short of the glory of God. Get that stuff off of you. Get it off of you. Let's close our eyes this morning. Father, I know why you had me bring this message to the pulpit now. Because God, I feel like some of them are just wrestling with their identity of who they are. But God... They're a child of the King. God, as we close, will you, will you break? Will you just break this stuff off of us, God? That we're going to walk out of here this week and we're going to praise God for favor. When we get out of bed and our feet hit the floor, we're going to raise our hands and say, God, thank you for favor today. Thank you for favor in my body. You're going to heal my body. Thank you for favor on my job. Thank you for favor who I meet at the gas station. Thank you for who I meet at work. Thank you for favor when whoever I talk to on the phone. God, I'm going to have favor. And I'm going to have increase. And God, you're going to break bondages off. And you're going to set things free in my life. And God, I'm going to do, you're going to do great and mighty things in my life. And I'm going to the next level. And you're going to drop the favor of God on my life. And God, you're going to do great and mighty things in my life. I don't care what the devil says. And I'm going to quit what the enemy says. I'm going to get up out of bed. And I'm going to raise my hand. That I am the favor of God. Let's say this one time, honey. We're gonna close.
Hallelujah. Oh, yes. Oh, hallelujah. Oh, hallelujah. 